Welcome to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. That's Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack. They're two women with voices that just happen to have sons in the NFL. That means you'll hear about football and motherhood, but you'll never know what you're going to hear next. So let's get this conversation started. Here are your hosts, Garrett and Mac. And welcome to another week of Double Down. I'm Jeracy Mack, my co-host, Audrey Garrett. Really salutations. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show on last week. On last week, we talked about depression, which was a very interesting show because so many people have expressed and talk, talked about how that show has helped them because they were feeling things that they didn't realize that they were feeling, and it all came down to depression. So um, we hope that you take that into consideration. We hope that um, everybody looks at that from the aspect of Thanksgiving, being thankful, um, but also hope that you are thankful that we sh- wanted to share to you about depression because she and her, she and I both were going to a, through a difficult time on last week, and so and, and again being the holiday season and going through these different aspects and different changes in our life, it brings on depression. And some people still don't understand depression is real. It's not just something that a, that a word that people use and some people want to hide behind it, but it is actually something that's real. Well, you know what, Tracy, I, I told you, you know, we, we, we've been friends for quite some time. So I have definitely told you, you know, that I, I have struggled with depression. Um, it's not consistent. It's, it's intermittent, you know, and and um, sometimes I have the habit of keeping things to myself when I need to express them. And and one of the ways that it impacted me was health wise. Um, I got high blood pressure from it because the stress that it built up in my body, and then I was I was sinking into my own self, and it was hard for me. So when when last week came, and you know, we were both dealing with some things, and you know, I told you I was dealing with a whole bunch of mental fatigue. I, I didn't feel like I wanted to talk about it, but you were, it was so important that you encouraged and, and not that I'm ashamed of, but I just, you know, I, as I said, I was pissy. So I was in a pissy <laughs> mood and, but I really like you, I got great feedback from people who were saying, I also, you know, have been struggling and I didn't know what to call it, or I'm glad mm-hmm. y'all said something about it, especially as black women talking about mm-hmm. go seek help whether it's through professional care with the psychologist, psychiatrist, or even getting uh, medicinal help, whether it's pharmaceutical mm-hmm. or herbal, do what you need to do to get a hand on um, any kind of level of depression you may be feeling. I mean, sometimes we just think, oh, I just don't feel well, and we're not identifying it for what it is. And it, it to me, depression snuck up on me. I, I did not have it you know, initially in my life, I didn't, if I did, I didn't know it or I dealt with it in other ways. And so it has been important for me to, to talk about, um, I mean, even when I don't want to talk, I, I utilize not only a psychiatrist, but, you know, great girlfriends such as yourself to have those conversations. So I encourage people to, to do the same in their lives. And that's, you said the key word that a lot of people miss and you don't hear people say it it's you said it snuck up on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's a, it's amazing how we go through life from day to day, and we go through a same, we go through our patterns from day to day. But slowly, 
it creeps in and we don't even know. So it's it's kind of like that 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 little surprise person that just pops up out of nowhere and you don't know what it is, you don't know what's going on, you don't know what to call it. Well, you know what just, you get so it just sneaks you get so in. used to wearing your own little face mm-hmm. and projecting the image to the world that they need to mm-hmm. see in that moment, whether it's the image of a happy mom and you're just trying to you know, let me go in here and bake these mm-hmm. cookies and slap a smile on my face with my kid or the, or the mm-hmm. content wife or the employee that comes to work and she's got to manage people or he has to manage people. Mm-hmm. And and when you sit down at the desk and the, and the employee leaves the office, you just sit there like, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, you know, and you just think, oh, I don't like my job right now. You, your job could be fine with you. You're really depressing. You, it could be something totally off the job that's causing you to depression. But you know, that's not what this. That's not this is not what this conversation is supposed to be about today. <laughs> uh, we talked about that last week. So you know, um, you and I were having a discussion about whether to gather or not to gather for the holidays in multiple capacities. And you being a chaplain, you brought the issue about whether or not. People are gathering in church. And I think you took the observation from an article that looked at the pandemic gathering at yes. churches and how things are being replicated here. So tell me, tell me what tell me what that was about and talk to the listening audience about it. It's actually an article written by Christian Rogers. It's for churchgoers during the COVID-19 pandemic, a deadly lesson from the 1918 flu. And the article states to gather or not together. And for us, I know for so many people, that is, that's hard, especially with Christmas coming up. The purpose of Christmas itself, serving Christ. But, but then you also have the situation where, as my grandma say, where your hope come from? And it comes well, from church. Well, you know what? And, but no, but you know what the word, okay, so uh, I'm going to flip you on this side because as a per- no, because you know our kids play on Sunday, so I have not been in church service on a mm-hmm. Sunday in a long time, and I only make it sometimes into church service maybe twice a year mm-hmm. on a Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not because I don't miss fellowship; I just that's just the structure of my life right now. But it does mm-hmm. not mean just because you don't make it into the church house together that that is it, it's. I get my I get my hope from the Lord because I have a relationship with the Lord. So y'all mm-hmm. in the listening audience, I just want to make sure that you understand you don't have to be in the church house in order to have a relationship or have your hope. The question for me is, and maybe I didn't hear how you wanted to put this um, when we talked about this topic, was whether or not we should be gathering in a pandemic versus okay. and, 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 um, and let me explain. Let me explain. Let me let me explain what I was saying, because the Bible tells us to to learn to assemble ourselves in his house. Agreed. Is what the Bible says. And so many of us have learned from our life that you need to take everything to the altar. Agreed. And so so a lot of people feel like and, and, and I'm not saying because the church is our body, you know, but to assemble yourself in his house, fail not to yet assemble yourself in his house, which means basically is going to the house of the Lord. And some people get that reprieve that they can go to the house of the Lord and go to the altar and leave their burdens. But the Bible the does altar. not say no, but the Bible does not say common except in a pandemic. 
No, it does not say that. But so many people are so used to going into the house of the Lord that and, and, and leaving their burdens there in the house of the Lord. Because the, the way that I was raised, and I should say I was raised, I'm, I'm out, that Southern side of me was raised where if you can't go nowhere else, you go to God and you go to that altar. And you get down on your knees and you leave your burdens and your problems with him. See, but and you look at up, you feel of new. But I'm talking about on the on, on the personal, personal aspect. It's not it's not that I'm not saying that you have to go to church, but it's so many people that have been raised to the point where they feel like they need to be into the house of the Lord. Oh, agree. They need to go agree. get their soul fed. Agree. They need to go, they need to be able to go to the altar. It's so many people that feel that way that they feel they're missing so much when they don't assemble themselves in the house of the Lord. It, I'm not saying that, oh, you got to go. You, you, you No, it's so many people that, that, that feel this year was the first year that I can ever think of in my life that I wasn't at church on Easter Sunday. Mm, okay. So, and, okay. and some no, no, people no, no, have. No, no, no. So let's roll, no, no, let's roll back a second because now we're coming up on Christmas, which is the celebration or the acknowledgement by Christians of Jesus's birth. So you, are you going to church on watch night, which is new year's Eve? And are you going to church on, on Christmas Sunday? Sunday after Christmas, because I know you go to church. Let me say this. My issue is I'm not going during a pandemic. So even when there are times when, um, like we have um, bye weeks, I do not technically go to church if I'm in town. Um, you would never have known when I was flying back on the plane last night, I was getting my Jesus on on the plane. I am that person because I have not been able to attend Sunday services I do make a point of um, worshiping where I am and when I am and how I can. And during a pandemic, I'm even more so um, leaning towards, I'm not, I mean, I, I know people that do parking lot churches, especially the big mega churches. Mm -hmm. They do parking lot services or their services are streaming. I think physical churches are going to have a problem getting the masses back into butts and seats and on, on pews because now the transition into uh, the electronic church has now happened based on the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Now, together or not together, what makes it okay? I know your church is small, but what makes it okay and you being comfortable together? Are you on the side of gathering or not together? We gather. We have been gathering inside the church and we go to church and we have been there since June. Okay, so and I'm on the side of getting not together. So you tell me why you gather, and I'm going to tell you why I, the, the devil is alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my, my thing of it is, is that within all of this to me, for the pandemic, we all choose to do what we want to do. Whether a person is told that they have COVID or not, but they still go to Walmart. Whether or not someone is told that something is happening or going on in their life, they still choose to go. I choose the, when when my pastor opened the doors of our church up. I choose to go to the house of the Lord, and I choose to go and and to sit in it. To to me, I have been raised up. You can't eat one time. You 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 can't go on a diet and not eat. I feel like I got to go into the house of the Lord and get my soul my soul fed that one time a week. Okay, we hold, on, hold 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 on, hold
So my question is, is that when you say that, that's like saying that you can't eat at your own house and you only have to go to the restaurant to get food. You can be fed outside of the church. I'm not trying to convince you not to go into the house of God. No, no, you're absolutely right. You can be you can be fed outside of the house of the church. Don't get me wrong. But to me, to assemble myself in his house and to be able to walk up to the altar or to be in the presence of be there makes me feel better. Some people will do everything in the Um, world. We're in a pandemic. We are. But look at the situation. Look how packed you got some stadiums on a Sunday. Okay, you know what? And and those people are in a pandemic. Unvict me because, you know, I was there this past Sunday. I can too. It's it's not. So I, but then again, and then I'm going to be on the side of not to gather because the whole time we're sitting in the stadium, just like you're saying, people are sitting in the stadium. I looked around and I I looked at Miles' girlfriend. I said, oh, it's a whole lot of people up in here. You know, she said, oh, it is. And though you do everything to step around, the people who were six rows, six um, seats over from us, them jokers didn't have have their mask on it. And the ushers had Mm -hmm. to come say, put your mask on. Do y'all wear mm-hmm. masks in church? You have the option of wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. An because 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 that's just how people are rolling. I was in Walmart. It's a big I, sign. I don't care about says, Walmart. Nope, nope, nope. I'm talking okay. about your church house together, oh, together okay, okay. in the pandemic. So so it so in the church, you have the option. You can put your mask on or you can take your mask off. But I can tell you from my side. Our church service don't take as long as four quarters in a football game when we out of there too. Okay, now, so I, I, I had, had to dress that. On. Nothing but like I this. had to dress that. Everybody in my party had their mask on the whole entire time, even That's talking true. to one another. Even though you know um, Sarah and I had been sitting together the whole game, Miles's agent, we sat together, had dinner that we still had our mask on amongst ourselves. Because we have no interest. I don't have any interest in getting it again. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, the people around me don't have any interest in getting it that were in my party. So um, I'm I'm that person who is an advocate for those places you don't have to be, mm-hmm. don't gather. And so mm-hmm. did I have to be at a football game? I, 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 I. I, 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 but I was farther apart from anybody at the football game than I am would be sitting in church. It's, and and it's, it depends on the size of your, I mean, that's the problem when you have, and I can't call anybody's church's name, but I live in DFW and we have a very large mega church here and it has multiple sites. And we just let anybody who wants to research that do the research. But, you know, they have They're tens of thousands. announcements. Mm, I didn't say the name. <laughs> And I love service and I use his minute, his ministry actually to nurture and feed my soul because I'm not going up in there. Um, and I'm not a member there. I go to a, a smaller church where we have about 300 members in attendance every Sunday. Um, and I'm not going sitting in there. So I am that person who there are too many ways to get the word of God than to go sit next to somebody who has the option to put on a mask. I mean, I, when I'm sitting on the plane, and not take your mask off around me. I, I I barely can take you sipping a cup of water in in my presence, even on the plane. That's too much time to blow on me. So to gather, not to gather. I'm on the not gather, even in religious settings, Jeracy. I'm on the not gather portion because you know, for me, 
I stay at home. I mean, other than, you know, when I have to, to, to travel for family sickness and stuff, I'm, you know, you catch me at home. I'm all not together. And I understand how you were raised. Cause I was raised the same way. My parents were heavily involved in church. We went on Wednesday night. We went on Sunday night. We was a Sunday evening. We did dinner on the ground, went back into church. You know, after we did dinner on the ground, we did Saturday hey. What what about this one? When you done been out and you've been at the club all night Saturday night and you don't get home to seven and Sunday school started at eight thirty and you better be I bet on you was time in, and you change your clothes and was on time. Oh, if you can go, my mother told me if you got a party on Saturday evening, Saturday um night, you could be in church on Sunday morning. And that was something I stuck to even once I moved out of my mother's house and exactly. saw my own like she was looking through my window at you know, in the Mm-mm, I got to be in church. And I was having a conversation with, with a, a friend of mine. And, and he said the same thing. He said, um, in fact, he lives behind the church. And he said, oh, no, the one thing I'm going to do is if I went out with my dogs, um, I was going to make sure that I was in church on Sunday morning <laughs> as we both giggle because we can see each other. And you better not doze off. Hold your head down like you praying too long. Oh, and Lord. you better not act like you're not paying attention <laughs> because all grandma had to do was turn her head slightly and you would sit up like a statue. So <laughs> It's that ear with a paint with a pinch. Okay, we're going to go through a break with you now. We come back. We're going we're gonna to follow this up because we do have some concerns about being in the public and gathering together during the Christmas season. And that includes shopping and everything else. So when we come back from the backside of the break, we'll have more conversation for you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
You are listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mac at gmail.com. Now, back to Double Down. Well, welcome back. Welcome back with Double Down with Garrett and Mac. And, and prior to the break, Dracy and I were having this conversation. In fact, during the break, um, I was I was messing with her because um, as the chaplain that she is and the woman with all this background and landed on the altar, it wasn't the altar that I had a question. It was like, do you have to lay it on the altar during a pandemic? And so Dracy's comment during the break, I, I want her to, to, to put it out there for the listening audience. It's not necessarily the, the, what people are looking at is if you're opening everything else up, why are the churches not opening up? Now I agree with you on that. You go everywhere else you want to go. You do everything else you want to do, but you can't open the house of the Lord up. Well, you know, once they, once they send kids to school, you know, they might as well open. Exactly. And and let me tell you, a church service doesn't take as long as you have kids in school all day. Mm. And you have kids in school from what, 7.30 to 3.30 or whatever. At a least. church service is not that long. So why haven't some of these churches opened back up? You, you a, a football game that's four quarters, stopping the clock for penalties. Will overtime, you please leave my that. football games alone? I, speaking about I'm just giving some ideas here. I'm I'm trying to explain how some people feel. Um, everybody was worried about Walmart closing. Some people stay in Walmart longer than the church service would be to go in there and just gather and have prayer. I know when I'm in Walmart, as the Mac boys will tell you, I got to look at what's on sale, what's new, go look at the clearance rack, see what's all out. Nope, nope, you know, nope, nope. Look nope. at the price of this. Have they reduced the price of this when this nope, price, nope, when, the, nope, when it nope. go down on this? I want to get this. So what I'm saying is some of the things that people have available and that are open to people and people attending, it's not even as long as a church service would even take. But but the question is, and I've heard a lot of people say, some pastors don't want to open their churches back up because they don't want to deal with their parishioners. Could okay. be, could be, could not be. It's just, a, it's just a matter of fact. If you open everything else up, why is the church house not open? Okay. See, we're on two different sides of the conversation because for me, um, when I'm sitting in the church, depending on how your church is configured, the ability, if you, especially if you're not mandating masks, you open the situation up for the spread of COVID. Um, I don't think they should have opened schools the way they did. I know parents are having a hard time trying to educate little Johnny. But hopefully this will teach you a lesson when you get ready to have another baby that you do be more proactive parenting and teach little Johnny to sit down. But um, I am that person who, I don't believe the country should be open as much as it is. I don't think you have the need. And I, and I know we're talking about the economy and I know that, that people are suffering. And in order to, to pay your rent, you need to work and you need to work and you work in the mall. I got that. But to gather or not to gather should not be predicated on whether or not you don't want to deal with your parishioners. Um, I don't want to deal with COVID and we have to do everything we can 
to reduce the opportunity for the spread of COVID. And just like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, we dealt with, you know, Dr. Fauci said that we are, we haven't even really hit the um, offset, not offset, but really the, the uprise, the, the peak of the impact of what gathering at Thanksgiving really had yet. And mm-hmm. imagine the numbers are already astronomical today. And we haven't even hit those the, the peak yet, according to Dr. Fauci. So if we haven't hit the peak, should we really be gathering, whether it's church or whether it's, you know, and, and like you and I were saying, you have the opportunity and, and you take the opportunity for Christmas to acknowledge the birth of Jesus. And that's fundamental to our Christian faith. And yet, do we gather in a church house or how do you gather to still acknowledge it? Because let's not get given Christmas presents in Santa Claus with the celebration of the birth of Jesus. How do we as Christians, because that's the day we gather, it's like Easter for the resurrection. How do you gather and not expose each other? Or do you gather? Should you gather? I'm on the no side. Okay, okay. I'm going to say this. And some people going to think I'm making a joke. But if you really know the truth, you're going to know this is going to make sense to you. At a church, you can regulate your church better than you can at a football game. You have at a football game, you have ushers that come through and, you know, tell you, put your mask back on. Have you ever had had have an encounter with a church usher? You so silly. Well, I'm just saying, if you come to the door and she tell you, you need to put your mask on, you better put your mask on. And so, when she hold, when she hold her arm out and you want to go left and you say, no, I see a seat over here at the right. I'm going to go sit over here. She ain't changed her hand position. You go right <laughs> over there where she tell you to sit down at. And that's where you sit down at. So if they're walking through, as ushers do, to make sure if you need a fan or whatever, and you don't have your mask on, when she come through, you're going to put that mask on. Are you going to keep it on? Because you know uh, Usher Betty is going to be coming through here in a few minutes and she ain't finna call me out in church. Now, I know that that sounds like I'm joking, but really... It's true. In, oh, the black really, church? Oh, heck yeah, that's true. Okay, but, but you see what I'm saying? <laughs> really, in a church, you have more control in that church. And if they tell you you got to put your mask on and keep your mask on in church, that's what you're going to do. When you're walking in, they tell you, everybody seated to the left, and you want to go to the right. No, baby, I said over here. And that's yeah. it. And you're going, what you're going to do? Yes, ma'am. You're going to go over there and sit down. So I think you have more control within the church than you do at the schoolhouse, than you do at, um, at a, a, any sporting event, that you do at Walmart, that you do. The other day, I went into the dollar store. I didn't have a mask on. I turned and walked out the woman. She said, oh, it's okay. I said, no, I'd rather go get my mask and put it on. But But that's just some people. I am not that person who believes that my mask is about protecting you. I wear my mask to protect me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't wear it to protect you. I mean, tell yourself what you need to tell yourself. I wear it to protect me because there's some nasty people out here that don't have any uh, consideration for my health. So I have to have I, I'm going to be proactive versus reactive. But um, and, and when I think about that, I think about now it's Christmas season going shopping and I've done all my shopping online. I bought one gift in the store um, and that's all I'm going to do. 
What do you what do you think about? Are you going in the mall to shop? Are you letting Keelan? Or do you have any say about whether or not Keelan goes in the mall to shop? Do you do you do you regulate that at this point? That's not even a problem for me. My child, my kids could care less about going into Walmart, Brooks's, uh, shopping. What does that mean? So they could care less about shopping. Keelan, my problem with Keelan, he goes and works out every single day. He's working See, out miles every does day. Touching and people. that's yeah, that bothers me more than thinking about him walking through the mall. Yeah. And stuff is that he's he's sweating, he's touching his equipment. Yeah. You they, they come in behind each other so yeah. quick. They don't have time to wipe this equipment down like they're supposed to. He he tries to work out in his mask, but we all know that's hard. You're gonna have to pull it down at some time to catch your breath, to breathe, to do certain things. He's lifting weights, he's running, he's doing he's doing all of these things. That scares me more than anything. That's just the same with Dalen, with him working out, pushing hard, putting his mouthpiece in and out. I'm just like, you know. Well, you know that, what? That's, that are, I, that's what I don't understand how there have not been greater outbreaks in football than there have been. I know there are a couple of teams that have had to shut down facilities and stuff. These guys are touching each other, breathing heavy on each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they have not avoided 50% or more you know, of the players catching COVID. I, I don't know how they, I mean, baseball is different with Keelan plays, but Dalen plays, you know, football, just like Miles. And, and I have mm-hmm. been surprised and I don't even, I can't even say pleasantly surprised. I have just been surprised that there have not been more. Not only did you get it, how did you, how have you avoided it? And two, why come your families aren't impacted by it? Because like mm-hmm. I said, Miles's girlfriend and his the friend of his that lives up there with them, they don't have it. They didn't. They never got it, and they were in very close contact with each mm-hmm. other. And and so, I am I am constantly surprised by we don't know enough still about the spread. But mm-hmm. I, I am more concerned. I, I'm not worried about mall shopping because you know I'm not doing it. But I live you know not too far down the the, the street from the the freeway from the mall, and it's packed it's mm-hmm. packed and we're sitting here at the same time the the mall is packed the numbers on tv about covid and about the spread and about the number of people dying every day we're over 2000 average per day i think there's a 2200 is change dying mm-hmm. per day behind covid you have people with covid fatigue mental fatigue whatever that are that are depressed and they're taking they're have they're committing suicide and you're over here in a packed mall or you're letting your Audrey, kids go to a packed mall. Audrey, you know, one of the things that, that I'm learning and as a first responder and someone who's out there and can look at it and read it and come in contact with different headlines and different things. There are people who never change their routine. Right. Who's had COVID that tell you, Four or five months later, I was real sick with it, but they never, they didn't tell anybody. So there are people who have it, who are not even telling people that they are around, that they have it, and they continue to go around people. Oh, yeah. So, so it's, you can't mandatory someone to tell you because of HIPAA, but you would think some people would have enough respect to do that, to tell you. But here's the deal. You said the key word. It's coming up on Christmas season. How many people are without jobs? 
oh my god, to continue to work and buy right. for their kids. So right. what they're doing is they're testing positive, but they're not saying anything because they don't want to be taken away from work. They don't want to be taken away from any situations. So that's a whole nother animal in itself that we're fighting and experiencing in the world. Well, you know what? I, I firmly believe that during Thanksgiving, and I'm sure, I mean, you know, Thanksgiving is a holiday where people travel to see their families. So, but I firmly believe that there were people who, even though they tested positive, they got on that plane and they flew to, to see or went wherever they were going to go. Um, mm-hmm. And I firmly believe that that's also going to give us greater spike in the number um, of COVID positive tests. Um, another thing is, is that when you are in, um, the situation of being unemployed at this point and you're just receiving that unemployment check, you're behind in your rent. And a lot of times when people are there behind in their rent is because they, they have this thing where you put your rent on the back end and yet you're still trying to buy Christmas presents. I think this year has been an opportune opportunity that some people missed to actually educate their children on what's really important in life mm-hmm. and what's really, what are the real important things. It's not a new pair of Jordan. Jordan is fine. Jordan, mm-hmm. Jordan, he got billions. This mm-hmm. was a time to, to, to show your children to appreciate life, mm-hmm. literally life and appreciate each other and appreciate the things that you have. Appreciate this real, really this meal on the table because this meal on the table Mm-hmm. Might have been the only meal you got today, that one meal. Mm-hmm. And I think we missed an opportunity with that. But, the, um, you know, when you live in um, upper middle class environments and you see these children of privilege, you know, going out here as if nothing has changed, it's scary. Because to me, that's why we won't eradicate this, even with the vaccine coming up. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the vaccine with the vaccines coming up? And who do you feel should get, receive the first round of the vaccine? And I think you, you have the vaccine is ready to be given. That's a, okay. So let me, let me start with this. I'm scared about whether it's ready, but say mm-hmm. it's completely efficacious and safe. Okay. I think you have to give it to first responders. I think you have to give it to the people who are on the front lines, the, the nurses. And yeah, I think you have to protect them. Just to me, it's like PPE. I think you then have to give it to the older population, the nurses, the nursing home workers, the people in, in care facilities, so that those vulnerable vulnerable um, demographics of our communities are protected. I don't think you should start basically in the Black community. I, I know that, you know, I'm that person who, I remember the Tuskegee experiment. You know, mm-hmm. I remember the history, long history of medical abuses that have been uh, perpetuated on Black women and trials and tests that have gone mm-hmm. on Black men. So will I be one of those people, even if I could stand in line first and raise my hand and say, I want it? Hmm. That would be a hell no. Um, I think that our elected officials should go first because they have top medical research uh, at Walter Reed that could assist them <laughs> And then they could break down the data from there and work on it to see where um, 
where it should go from there. As a first responder, my eyes got real big. Oh, when didn't even think it about should, it. Like my that. eyes got real big when you said it should go to first responders because I'm sorry. like, we don't want, we already been test studies on the front line. Sorry. We don't want to be test studies anymore. Sorry. But, you know, you got a, you got a lot of elective officials and newly people that are in those positions that have tested positive for COVID. Why can't we use that since you got some of your top specialists at Walter Reed that can give out the data well, they and let us know president. how this is <laughs> he's and again and let us know how <laughs> this is all going that can give us that can give us an understanding because I, I think that you don't need to give it out. I seen somewhere with CVS or someone was supposed to get a large shipment. They don't have doctors in there. I'm not going to see I need a medical shot. Yes. I need a medical, medical personnel right there yes. by me. So do I need to go to Walter Reed and let them give me the shot and I stay there for four or five days so you can study me to see what happens? I I'm sure that they've done no, 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 that no, study, no, 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 but no, you have people who are for no, me. Ma'am. No, no, ma'am. You, you're not going to study me like that. First of all, I need to make sure it's efficacious before it gets to me. I think there are a whole bunch of, you know what, since Trump wants his name on it, I think all Trump supporters should go line up and be the first. I want y'all, hey, follow the leader. Y'all follow with everything else. Follow the leader. Y'all line up first. But I mean, it truly, though, if it's efficacious and it really works to prevent it, I I definitely think you have to give it to the people who are most um, presented with it. And those are nurses and doctors. And I'm definitely not trying to kill off our, our medical profession at all. And I don't want to use them as guinea pigs. Um, you know, I definitely mm-hmm. want them to have the best care possible so they continue to provide the best care possible. And as we round into the break, I want you guys to think of that. Are you going to get in line to get that, that vaccination? I mean, what what will keep you mm-hmm. from doing it? And what what and I want to know from you, Jeracy, what will keep you from doing it? So when we come back, we're going to talk about this vaccine and and what's going to make us get it and what's keeping us from getting it and how soon we'll look for it. We'll talk to you on the backside. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello. I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to the Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mac at gmail.com. Now, back to Double Down. Welcome back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. And again, I'm Audrey Garrett and my co-host, Get Geracy Mac. And we have been discussing Christmas and COVID and to gather and not to gather. But one thing she asked before we took to the break is whether or not I believed in the vaccine and was willing to take it. And so, Geracy, are you taking the vaccine? I don't see me taking it anytime soon. Right. I want to see some, I want to see some data. I want to see some results. I also disagree with giving it to the elderly in the nursing homes. I do not feel like they need to be the first round of people that take the vaccine as well. I'm not trying um, to experiment on them. I, I really am not. I'm really trying to protect them. So please don't think it, I'm trying to use older people as guinea pigs. We all know that one of the things that I've, we all know that it takes a while to get a vaccine right. This has hit us. It's not been a year yet. It's done a lot of damage. And we've been in a hurry to do things. Some of the data has been correct. Some of the data has been incorrect. I know that there have been people who stood up and said, hey, try it on me. But I feel like that those that the the people that are in the nursing home, the elderly, those are the vulnerable people. I don't think they need to go first. I do well, think let me people just say, who are capable of having medical treatment and receive a good care and a good level of medical treatment. Not that all doctors, I'm not calling, uh, if you live in Gladewater, your doctor's no good, or if you live in Dallas. But I'm saying some of your top specialists, some of the Centers for Disease Control, some of these people, the top officials that have made the vaccine, they need to be able to and to be able to give it and monitor their people for at least two to three weeks before they start to go nationwide. Not to say that they haven't done that, but I'm just saying it, it's it's because because data has been so miscued, I guess is the word. That I don't, it I don't is, know about that. Um, the testing has come from different different companies and various companies have come up with the vaccine. I'm not interested in taking it just because historically um, I'm willing to wait to see at a larger scale. You know, when I think about this vaccine, unfortunately, I think about the movie um, I Am Legend with Will Smith and how they created this vaccine to cure one thing 
and they end up making zombies out of people. And I, I mean, and I'm not being silly and I'm not thinking zombies are going to be made out of the vaccine. I'm just that down the line, you don't know how it is going to interact with anybody else's particular DNA and gene sequence. So for me, there just has not been enough um, study on it and I've already had it. Now, everything goes through modifications and mutations. So we're, you know, the cold is never just the common cold. It, you get a common cold and then it modifies and mutates itself. The flu, we always have mutations of the flu. So COVID is not going anywhere. And so for those people who are comfortable taking the vaccine, line them up, shoot them up, pump them up, do whatever you want to do. Audrey is just not getting in line. It has nothing to do with Trump and Trump's name. If it's efficacious and effective, I want them to, and efficacious and effective are basically the same thing. But I want them to um to do it on some to do it on some other people. Um I want to protect the elderly. I don't think you should try it on children because children have a different kind of resistance that than adults do. Um, once again, if it is safe, I think you have to protect our medical professionals. They have died at an alarming rate trying to treat people who, you know, I hate to hear where their surviving colleagues say, we treated a man who didn't believe until he was taking his last breath that it was real. You know, um, I'm doing all I can not to, to, to hope that you Rudy Giuliani you know, gets a real bad case of it. You know, I, I, I'm i trying, I'm being prayerful in myself because I was very gleeful when Trump got it, but I don't think Trump had it. So that's a whole nother conversation. But um, I, I really think we have to be better at protecting um, our weakest population. And yes, it does for some reason attack Black people um, or we die from it worse, but we're not dying from it because there's anything in our DNA. We're dying from it from a lack of health care and access to proper health care um, as, you know, in many black communities. So, and, and, and we say that, and, you know, I don't live in the hood and yet when, when, you know, Lawrence got sick, they literally, he went to a great hospital here in a, in an upscale community and they put him out on the curb with COVID and COVID induced pneumonia as if he was, you know, Jethro from Boys in the Hood. So I don't, I don't know what that means or how it means, what it means, but, you know, he could have died from COVID and, you know, we're def we're definitely on the more, you know, um, I definitely don't want to say affluent, but comfortable side of a lifestyle than, than most black people. Do you hear the conversation that we're having? Do you, if, I'm, I probably hear it totally different than you hear it. Okay. And some and, and some of our listeners probably hear it totally different than I'm hearing it. But do you actually hear for years we have fought to have everybody to get to be vaccine from something? And now we're in the point of nobody wants to try it. Well, Trump ruined that. No, Trump we, we can't blame. We can't necessarily blame that on Trump. Oh, come on, but you know that's just a sign of time. Oh, he ruined that, that for a lot of people. That that I, I feel like that that's a sign of time because so many years, um, it's just like AIDS when AIDS first came out. The medication that there were for 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 people with AIDS, uh, those that were not 
that could not afford the medicine didn't get it. Was it AZT? Is that what mm-hmm. the, is that what it, I think it was? They couldn't get the they couldn't get the AZT, and so it was a fight for for everybody to try to help people with AIDS to get the AZT. And how could you afford to help them get the AZT? Now you have COVID. I'm not jumping from AIDS to COVID, but I'm saying as as you know, theoretically speaking, now it's offered to everybody and there's a hesitation to receive it. So look at how the world is changing. No, look at how see, things mm-mm. have changed. I understand your point, but when it comes to this particular vaccine, one, it's been so rushed and all of a sudden it's taken, you still haven't gotten a cure for cancer. You haven't gotten a cure for herpes. You haven't gotten a cure for, you know, technically you don't have a cure for AIDS. You have a treatment for AIDS that represses it. But all of a sudden now you can come up and find the money and all the money we put into research of all those things, because we, as we know, the, the money is not into or into the cure of any disease. It's in the treatment. And the only problem is, is the rate that COVID is killing people is the reason why they came up with adequate, quote unquote, this isn't, this isn't a cure either, it's a treatment. And we will always be taking some booster shot for COVID because COVID is not ever going away. It's never going away. Do you believe it's never going away? It's never going away. So it's it'll be like away. the flu each year will we'll have to look for a different strand of it because each year the the flu shot is for the previous year's strand of flu Correct. that is is combating. Correct. So I mean cuz as long gonna... as you have people who won't follow any kind of rules and you know this is not about your civil rights, your political rights, it's about everybody to be healthy. And mm-hmm. you know if you're not comfortable just like you said, going into Walmart, there are some people who still try to walk into Walmart. Um, I was watching a video the other day where this man jumped on a handicapped clerk at Walmart because, you know, they, hand, they, they employ the disabled. Mm-hmm. And he jumped on this man and had him down on there, punching him all over his head. He done jumped on a mentally handicapped person. And it was mind boggling to me that because you didn't want to wear a mask. All the young men told him, sir, you have to have on a mask. And he dumped that man, that young man. And it, it was crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. So as long as you have people who think that it's some kind of attack on their rights, civil rights, personal rights, or whatever the hell kind of rights you think you have, um, just like you have the right not to wear one, I have the right mm-hmm. as the owner of this store or as a personal person, I'm going to walk around with a mask for a while. Even after and I'm sure, vaccines and everything. And I'm sure that they called the police for 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 that man. And think about the story that, you know, I share with you some of my stories that I encounter. Well, the woman was in Walmart and everybody had on a mask but her. And several people asked her, would she put a mask on? And she said, I'm not putting a mask on. And she coughed and sneezed a couple of times. She and oh, and sorry. the man went over to the cleaning aisle and got some Clorox and sprayed in her face. And they called the police. So my thing was, were you arresting him for protecting and serving, or what? What? What was he actually fixed to be charged with? Because this is when COVID was was first right. come out, and people didn't know. So it's kind of one of those things where where you look at whether or not you're arresting people. Um, that, that he was out of order. 
no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. I, I do you need me to? No, I'm your talking body? about for for fighting the man when he told oh, him to oh. go. I'm talking to about go. the man he, spraying the he was told, Oh no! Oh no! He he was not out of order, but for fighting the man, and that's right. what a lot of clerks and a lot of people have gotten to the point. To them, their job is not worth fighting everybody to come Correct. in and say you have a mask on. So, right. so many places now you go in and they don't have a mask on or they'll, they stand there and they have someone to hand you a mask and they throw it in the buggy and keep going. You, mm. I mean, what that would be all kind of confrontation to have someone to, to, to be the patrol of that. But we are coming to the end of our show. And before we come to end of our show, Audrey's gonna think I'm talking about her, but you mm. fish out food. Mm. What? Oh, you fish out food. Okay, who you calling the fish out food? I don't know if any of y'all seen where Esther passed from Good Times. She used to call. Oh uh, Lord! <laughs> oh, you fish out food. That's right. Talking to Red you Fox. You fish out food. Talking oh, to Red Lord. Fox. That's so true. we have had another tragedy in in the entertainment uh, world. Um, Esther gave everybody some wonderful laughs. Nothing yeah. like beating him with her Bible, and 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 different other aspects. So. To her family and friends and loved ones. Uh, what was her real name? With you. No, what was her real name? It LaWanda. was LaWanda. I can't think of what a, what her last name was. I can't everybody think knows is I... everybody knows is Esther. Fran Sanford. Ain't Esther. Fran Sanford. I'm, I'm, I'm you give her respect. And yeah. you give her respect as Aunt Esther. So so she always was she she was that usher that you don't want to run into in church. <laughs> wow. Are so you gonna keep your mask on? <laughs> True story. Another thing we wanted to do was have um we did this at the end of the last show, and during the last show is is to acknowledge that there is a national suicide prevention hotline number that is available 24 hours a day. It's available in English and Spanish. The number is one 800 273 255. Again, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number, which is available 24 hours a day, and they have both English and Spanish uh, representatives, can be found at 1-800-273-8255. We want everybody during this holiday season to stay safe, take care of yourselves, your mental health. Make sure that when you are making decisions, that you're not thinking selfishly, that you are thinking about your fellow citizens out here as we go about gathering or choosing not to gather. I mean, I love our listening audience, and I want to see you on the flip side of the new year. Anything for you, Dracy? I just want everybody to be blessed and blessed. And I pray that God protect you from all dangers seen and unseen. Amen. All right. We'll see you and talk to you next week. This is Double Down with um, Garrett and Mac. You've been listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Be sure to join Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.